Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're the only state in the country that's having this election. It's like watching a train wreck. I really, really think it's a mess. I just feel like it's a mass confusion. Actually requested by absentee ballot on March 12th. We requested it on March 18th. March 21st. And I uploaded a picture of my driver's license and then selected which elections I was interested in and everything worked fine, but I still haven't got it. I never even received my ballot. The ballots still haven't arrived. They uh, told us they'd be sending out another ballot on Friday, April 3rd, which that one didn't arrive either. The envelope came in the mail, but there was no ballot inside. I've never missed an election before. I've never missed an election or a chance to vote in my lifetime. This is a really important election uh, with the Supreme Court seat and the uh, presidential primary. There's the MPS referendum. There is the Marcy's Law referendum. It's hard for me not to vote, but it's also scary to stand around with that many people. I don't want to put anyone at risk. I don't want to get COVID myself. I'm not going to risk my health or my, my family's health. So I haven't really decided if I'm going to vote today or not um, because I feel like I'm going to feel guilty either way. I put on my mask and put on my gloves and I didn't have to go to war. I just had to do my civic duty. A pandemic, a major election, and a crush of requests for mail-in ballots. It all adds up to one of the most unusual and controversial elections in Wisconsin history. And it's far from over. From the Fox 6 studios, this is Open Record. I'm Amanda St. Hilaire here with my colleague Brian Polson. Hi, Brian. Hey, good morning, Amanda. We are bringing you new episodes of Open Record each day, Monday through Friday, to make it easier to sort through all of this coronavirus news. And we're recording this episode on Wednesday morning, April 8th, 2020. It's the day after. And after all the bickering, the lawsuits, the last minute flip flops, Wisconsin did what no other state in America would do. It held an election in the midst of a pandemic. More than one 1.2 million voters requested absentee ballots. Think about that. 1.2 million voters requested absentee ballots. And that smashes all time records here in the state. But dozens and dozens of Fox 6 viewers say their ballots never came in the mail. Our email was going off all day yesterday, and that left many with a difficult decision on Election Day. A lot of people say, you know, your life depends on this election. And in this case, it almost literally does. Either you vote and your voice is heard uh, and you have a risk of dying or getting this, uh, this terrible virus or uh, your, vo your voice isn't heard. My roommate has almost certainly been exposed to COVID. I don't want to put anyone at risk. I don't want to get COVID myself. I'm going to feel guilty if I go and I expose people and expose myself. And I'm going to feel guilty if I don't go because, you know, it's really important and this is an important election. I don't know where the, the blame lies, but I think our politicians in Madison should have figured this out together. So the first person you heard from there is Casey Heinz, a Milwaukee man who admits he waited until just hours before the deadline to request his absentee ballot once he realized the election wasn't going to be delayed. And he got one, or 
at least so he thought, until he opened it up and he says inside the envelope there was nothing but an instruction sheet. He figures one of the many overwhelmed workers stuffing absentee ballots in Milwaukee just forgot to put one in. He and the others we heard from are just some of the more than 140 people who reached out to Fox 6 to say they never got an absentee ballot. But Brian, I think there's a perception that all of those people waited until the last minute like Casey, but that's not what the data shows. No, in fact, the vast majority, more than two thirds of the voters who reached out to us on Election Day to say they never got a ballot also say that they requested those absentee ballots at least two weeks in advance, some even more than that. And some of those people then went back, contacted their municipal clerk, contacted the Elections Commission, asked for a ballot a second time. And when the second or when the first one didn't arrive, they asked for another that the second one still didn't arrive. Many of them say the State Elections Commission website actually shows their ballots were mailed to them. They just never got anything in the mailbox. So I know you spoke with several voters, Brian. What did they end up doing? Did they just go ahead and vote in person? It was really interesting talking to so many of these people because they had similar stories to tell, but they all had sort of a different perspective. They all seemed to be in somewhat of a dilemma. Should I vote? Shouldn't I vote? Um, and they, some of them were, in fact, still debating that as I was talking to them in the middle of Election Day. Sarah Pulse is one example. She has chronic bronchitis and says she didn't want to risk catching a respiratory virus like COVID-19 at the polls, but also says she's never missed an election. So she was still waiting by her mailbox on Election Day, hoping the ballot would arrive. When we interviewed her um, on Election Day, it was about noon, and she said the mail usually comes by then. It hadn't come yet, and she was hopeful it still would, well... It never did. I would have done the drive through early voting once my ballot didn't arrive on Saturday, um, but I couldn't do that because I was out of town working in a manufacturing plant assembling ventilators for yeah. my company. That's, to me right now, more important than anything. It's, it's what I can do. Taking a step back here, Brian, what are absentee ballots and how are they supposed to work? Well, typically in, in previous elections and when you're not in the middle of a pandemic, uh, mail-in ballots are something you can request when you aren't going to be able to vote on election day or if you have certain conditions that prevent you from being able to vote in person on election day. And the way that works, you send in your request. In, in, in our modern uh, internet era, you can do that online. You request an absentee ballot. It is mailed to you. You then can fill out that ballot in the comfort of your home, mail it back in as long as it's received by election day, then that ballot counts just as though you went to the polls and voted in person. This time, of course, there was this huge crush of requests because as we got closer and closer to election day, there was a greater and greater concern about the spread of COVID-19 throughout the community you had the governor and others encouraging people to request mail-in ballots so they wouldn't have to appear at the polls in person. And the numbers, Amanda, I know you've been following this. They've just been really astonishing when you look at historical requests for absentee ballots. Typically, I think last spring in 2019, there were something on the order of 167,000 absentee ballots sent out by the Wisconsin Election Commission. They were sent out by municipal clerks across the state. The, the Elections Commission tracked that number. And even that is a pretty big number. The number of absentee ballots has been increasing over time. 167,000. This year, it was 1.2 million requests for absentee ballots. So that's almost a degree of 10 
it, when when you're talking about the increase in processing that all these municipal clerks had to do. And is that why so many of these ballots did not arrive in time? That certainly would seem to be the case. It's just you have municipal clerks who've never dealt with this volume before. And, you know, who knows how many of them are dealing with illnesses in their own offices and, and short staff. We've got, you know, so many people working from home. So this is a, a difficult time to do almost any kind of work. And now you're talking about adding almost a tenfold increase in the workload. So there was no question, and the Wisconsin Elections Commission made it clear, they're aware that there were delays, that it was taking longer to get these things out. But the vast majority of people who requested absentee ballots did still get them. And in fact, I believe it was something like 860,000 people did send in uh, their, their absentee ballots and have them received, and those will theoretically be counted in this election, 860,000, that's a tremendous number. But of course, if you're one of those people who didn't get one in the mail for whatever the reason would be, that still doesn't really mean much to you because it means you weren't able to vote, at least not in the way you wanted to. Well, and especially when you're talking about a close race or an issue on the ballot that really comes down to the wire. I want to talk about the data that we collected, Brian, because it's it's certainly not scientific data. We asked people to reach out to us and let us know when they requested their ballot if it had not yet arrived. But we started tracking that, putting it in a spreadsheet to see the patterns and the trends that we could notice. And some did pop up. Well, you know, it's interesting you say it's not scientific, and that's true. And, and we did our best to track this information as it came to us. But we weren't able to speak with everyone who requested an absentee ballot and do a, a, a scientific analysis. What I can say is we've done these sorts of requests for information before. In fact, very recently during this pandemic, we have asked viewers, if you're a healthcare worker on the front lines, contact us. If you're a grocery store worker and you're concerned about COVID-19, reach out to us and we'll get responses. Maybe we get a half dozen or a dozen, maybe even two dozen responses. This became clear from the moment the request went out that there were a lot of people who had issues because our email notifications were going off all day long and they were just coming in one after another after another. I, I know that you, Amanda, did most of this tracking yesterday. And and as you were trying to sort of keep a log of that, it, I'm, sh I'm sure you can probably describe how difficult it was just to keep up with the mm -hmm. information because so many people were reaching out. Yeah, it was difficult. I, I thought it was interesting when we started to see, OK, most of these people haven't requested their ballot at the last minute because I thought that's what it was going to be, right? Okay, it's someone who requested their ballot on Friday. Now it's Tuesday. The ballot hasn't arrived yet. And some people did wait on that because they weren't sure we were even going to have an election. And when it became more clear that that was probably going to happen, they filed that request. But I, I was really surprised to see a lot of the request congregated around the same week, that week of March 16th. And you said the week of March 16th. And so there's the date that people requested their ballots. Then, of course, the website, if you check it, will show you the date that the state says it was mailed out. Did you see any patterns or trends in, in either of those in terms of uh, where the most problems were? Yeah. So we started hearing from people that 
24 hours, maybe 48 hours after they had requested their ballot, the website, the My Vote Wisconsin website, was saying, okay, your ballot was sent to you on March 21st or March 22nd. Well, that ballot never arrived. Now, if one person says that, you go, okay, maybe they missed it. But when you have dozens of people saying that same thing, that tells you something went wrong. So I actually reached out to the state election commission and didn't get a direct answer on this, but they did say that their reporting system really varies because it all depends on how each election clerk puts in the information. So they're trying to look at what can we improve for the November election to make sure we have a more standardized and reliable way of letting people know that their ballots were sent. So at this point, we still don't know were those ballots actually sent and something happened to them in the mail? Were they not sent but erroneously marked as sent? So there's still a big question mark surrounding that. And I know in recent days, the, the, the U.S. Postal Service has said and had been telling the Elections Commission, you know, it can take a week to get the mail out to some of these places. So people who requested them a couple of days ago, they just may not see these in time. And some of those people made those requests with the understanding that the absentee ballot uh, uh, deadline had been extended out until April 13th. A lower court judge in the federal court system had ordered that, in fact, saying that because of all of these last minute concerns and the concerns with COVID-19, these ballots could be uh, delivered up until April 13th. Of course, the Supreme Court the day before the election, the United States Supreme Court ruled that's not the case. They said they had to be postmarked on Election Day. Uh, one of the things I wonder here is with for the people who waited until Friday uh, before the election or, or a couple of days before the election to try to make a request, it's understandable why maybe the mail service just simply couldn't get it there, even if clerks were able to get those out in the mail. The question is for all of these people who requested them two weeks or more in advance, do we have any indication, I know you said you, you called the Elections Commission and they said there, there might have been issues in the mail, do we have any indication there may have been a problem with any batches of these absentee ballots? You know, no one from the election side of things will answer that question. I have heard anecdotally from people that when they called the election, their election clerk to ask what's going on, the website says my ballot was sent, that they were told that some ballots got lost in the mail. I don't really know what that means, and that's what I'm spending today trying to figure out. But certainly there is a big question of what happened to those ballots, because people who did not receive those ballots on Election Day, they had to make the decision, do I stay home and follow this guidance that's supposed to protect public health and not have my voice heard? Or do I go out and make sure my vote counts, but risk public health? And that's what makes this, I guess, so much different from any other election, because in the past, if you request an absentee ballot and there's an issue, the the response is simply, well, then just go vote on Election Day. Maybe you didn't want to. Maybe there's a reason you didn't think you could. But but here's your chance. Go vote. And and that option was there for people yesterday. And, and we saw all across the state efforts that were made to make sure that polling places were disinfected, that poll workers were wearing personal protective equipment, that people in lines were being kept six feet apart. So efforts were made to make it as safe as possible. But in the midst of a stay-at-home order, the, the governor's safer-at-home order, at a time when we know that the numbers are peaking, people did have to make that decision. Do I go stand in line with a whole bunch of other people 
to vote in this election or do I just sit this one out? And for people who've never missed an election, that's a tough decision. So the people who did go and vote, what did they see? What kinds of issues, if any, did they encounter? Well, I, I as I the, talked to the people yesterday who hadn't gotten their ballots, many of them still hadn't decided if they were going to go. And late in the day, I heard from a few who said, we decided to go after all. Um, I know that you spoke, I believe, or maybe it was just one of the emails received uh, to at least one person who went to the polls and then encountered some resistance because he had requested an absentee ballot. And as, as I understand it, if you've requested an absentee ballot but haven't mailed it in, you can still vote in person on Election Day. Uh, but, of course, we're always dealing with municipalities that have poll workers with different knowledge, different experiences. And and uh, I, I, did you end up talking to that person, Amanda, who uh, who had reached out and said yeah, that he had run I into did. some resistance? So his name was Steve, and he was able to cast his vote, but he had to push back when he showed up. He was originally told, well, no, we have you marked as having been sent an absentee ballot, so you can't cast your vote today. And that caught him by surprise because he's been reading up on everything and was told specifically that if your absentee ballot hasn't arrived by Election Day, you need to go vote in person. Um, So fortunately, he was able to cast his vote. But if someone hadn't pushed back, then maybe the situation would have been different. I know we've heard reports from some people saying They went to vote in person. It was fine. They didn't encounter any issues. We've heard from some other people who say they stood in line for two plus hours and there's a lot of people there. So it makes the social distancing thing hard, if not impossible. So there really seems to be a variety of experiences. Do we know now, I mean, we're the day after the voting is done. If your ballot wasn't postmarked by yesterday, it's too late. Um, and we're going to find out in the coming days as these ballots, uh, you know, this record number of absentee ballots is counted, uh, what the results of the election are. But when you have people who are saying, I tried to vote absentee, I didn't get my ballot, and I'm not going out and risking my health, does that lead to questions about whether or not these results are going to stand up? Will there be legal challenges? Is that something that we may be seeing in, in, the, in the coming days? Well, and that's the big question that no one really knows the answer to. Now, certainly anyone can file something, right? Anyone can bring a legal question. Uh, anyone can bring a legal challenge. But the question is, will that challenge stand up? Now, since the courts have already decided we're going to have an election, It's hard for me to see exactly how that will play out, but we don't know the specific issues that people will be encountering and anything that could be brought to court. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on over the next few weeks. Obviously, there have been a number of lawsuits that were filed leading up to Election Day. They resulted, you know, the end result was we held the election and had in-person voting. But I know that at least one of the judges involved in this process said, If you're concerned that people are going to be disenfranchised because of this situation, bring those lawsuits to me after the election. That sounds like an invitation for people who want to challenge the results to challenge the results. Sure does. And we're going to have to see what happens. Well, a lot more to come on this issue, and and we'll be talking about this election and the results of it uh, for many days to come. I know, Amanda, you've got more work to do on this today, so um, you know we look forward to hearing what comes out from that, and I guess we'll be visiting this topic again. 
Absolutely. And while we dig into this, we're going to keep bringing you more frequent episodes of Open Record as we cover this pandemic. If there's a topic you want us to discuss, an issue you think we should investigate, send us an email at theinvestigators at fox6now.com. That's theinvestigators at fox6now.com. And thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Producer Pete, Dave Machuda, Suzanne Barthel, and Sarah Smith. And please subscribe to Open Record if you haven't already. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Brian Polson for Amanda St. Hilaire. We'll be back again tomorrow. <laughs>